Hi and welcome to HyperTalks. This is uh, our sixth episode and I'm your host, Emma. I am your co-host, Tina. And today we have Clara Adolfsson here. Hi, Clara. Hi. Hello. And uh, who also is our industry leader in culture creation and change management at Hyper Island. And uh, this is our space to uh, talk to inspiring people from the industry that uh, we admire. And today's topic is culture creation. So that's why we have invited you here. Yeah, welcome. Thank welcome. you. <laughs> um, yeah, I suggest that we can actually start with a check-in. Um, check-in is we, the thing that we always do at Hyper Island that we wanted to check before we started with everything. Your mood and how do you feel currently? And I would say a check-in question... The movie that repre- represents your mood currently. Wow. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a, another level. Do you want to start? or? No, I, you can start and I can think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, I can start. And I was actually thinking of, because it was icing uh, down mm. <laughs> on our way here so I, I would say it uh, uh, ice age represents my moods but not only because of the crazy weather out but also because they are like kind of quirky and have a lot of great energy in in that film mm. check in um i would say that lion king because when we yeah exactly like like emma said and when we were here we experienced this i don't know how to say that in english but ice ball this weather mm-hmm. and actually that's my first time experiencing it mm-hmm. so I wow. don't feel like I am from Shanghai we don't have that uh, icy extreme weather <laughs> um, so to be honest I, I saw it and I don't feel uh, anything negative instead I'm very I was very excited because first time I saw it so it brings me this tropical feeling actually <laughs> so Lion King will be the one Check in. That's nice. Uh, well, I was also thinking uh, maybe uh, if if you're doing the animated films, then I would do one too. Uh, and I think of Frost, <laughs> of course. Uh, I was always also thinking because I've just signed up to go to Cape Town uh, in a couple oh, of months. Yeah. So I was also thinking about like warm and because that's like where I am in, in, in mentally right now. But it's very cold here. <laughs> uh, so I, I say it's Frost. Uh, and also, I love, of course, the team of that film uh, with Elsa. Uh, mm. It's great. It's also like the weather affects our mood so yeah. much here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, and just as I said uh, before, Clara is um, working with us right now with uh, change management and culture creation. But uh, we think we uh, we thought we would start with some quiz- quick questions to you before we go into the topic. And first of all, uh, how would you explain what you do to a 10-year-old? <laughs> um, I would say that I am helping uh, managers uh, to take decisions and to support them when it's uh, hard to be a manager. 
Uh, and I, I, what, what I this is because this is what I'm saying to my kids because they're nine and twelve. And um, so I, I usually say like in school, as it's an environment that they know. Uh, you know, the teacher sometimes has to, you know, work with the class, and sometimes uh, one person is outside and one uh, not feeling uh, like part of the group, and uh, then the teacher has to handle that. Or sometimes you're just too noisy, and the teacher has to handle that. And that that's uh, very similar to how it is to be a manager. Then you have to be very responsible for anything that happens in a group. So, uh, so that's uh, one of the things that I'm working with. Mm. Cool. Um, what is your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color is pink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you proud of? Um, I'm proud of. Um, um, I'm proud of being in the moment right now in the current, like my current situation, being. Uh, a single mother with two kids working and doing doing my living doing the things i want to do and being able to uh, to do that uh, i'm very proud of actually mm. and uh, making like this the weeks with the kids alone uh, go uh, together uh, i'm kind of exhausted when they leave me but <laughs> it's also very very nice and very <laughs> loving to be with them i'm proud of that um cool. and what are you looking forward to Right now, I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting you on Tuesday mm. uh, with class and see what you've been doing with your clients, the work you've been doing, and hear about that, what your learnings have been. I've I already met you, and it's very nice to hear that some of the things, all everything that we've done, is really falling into place for you. And um, I'm also looking forward, of course, to going to t- to Cape Town and the work I'll be doing in June. Uh, where I will be working with uh, young female, uh, a, young, a group of young female, and support them and make them strong uh, within the company. Sounds amazing. Yes. Cool. Do you feel warmed up? <laughs> I feel warmed up. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Um, so, so to begin with, like we invited you because we wanted to talk about culture creation. We think um, it's been a lot of fun to work with, and uh, something that we have kind of uh, it's been a jungle and we have found our way mm-hmm. through it but if if you would try to um, uh, just describe what is that um, if you would describe it to someone who haven't worked with it um, well uh, uh, as I see it for you uh, when I designed this uh, module for you I was thinking a lot about uh, you going going out in uh, in, in your new positions as change makers or digital strategists or whatever you're going to work as when you come out uh, from Hyper Island. And uh, you've been here for one and a half year. You will have been there for one and a half year. And um, uh, you will need to understand how to make changes and how to, you, you, you're so creative, you have so many ideas and you will have to get tools to under, sort of um, map out and understand the culture where you land and how you can support that and create, also create the culture around you to be able to do the things that you really want to do, the changes you really want to do. And, and to do that, you, you both need the theory around change both like the classic that we did, we read the books and also what, what's happening right now uh, in, in research and science around that. Um, but I also wanted you to meet um, 
other change agents who are out there right now and doing mm. changes and and working the digital transformation, which is a really big change right now. Mm. Um, and um, I think it's very important for you to learn to which have, you'd already been doing a lot at when I I got to uh, take over from from the industry leader before. Uh, that you had been like warming up and t- thinking a lot about yourself in a context and um, understand that context and how can I quickly sort of scan it and understand it and then start to move around in it. And if you think of like, because um, you said creating a culture that we feel comfortable mm. in, is there, would you say there is like one perfect culture that you strive towards when working, when you go out and work with companies or, or leaders, or does it differ depending on where you are? What do you mean? If there is a general culture? That you yeah. should strive, for example, if you want to have like an innovative mm. culture. Mm. Is there is there a like one-fit-all mm. type of uh, uh, how you act together, talk together, those kind of things? <laughs> is there any perfect one? <laughs> well, uh, yes and no, because I I think when when you boil it down, it all comes down. Oh, everything comes down to to relations and uh, human behavior, which is kind of general. But then then it's uh, of course differs a lot. For example, I was uh, managing director at Doberman, mm. and they worked a lot with innovation culture in in their way. And maybe that wouldn't fit. You can't really just copy it the way they mm. do it and do it in another place uh, a lot mm. of people wanted to mm. get like the how do you do this mm. and how what's the secret and then I, I think everyone has to find out their own secret mm. uh, but but then you have you have you have to have this the tools to find out uh, to, to start to understand it how do you do that <laughs> exactly would you give us an example you tell me I just taught you <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> One thing you can do is you can just sit in the reception of a company. If you if you work somewhere at this company and you just go out and sit for five minutes in in the lobby mm. and start to think, okay, what do I see? What can what can I tell about this company just by sitting here for five minutes? Mm. Then you start to get a grasp of the culture. Uh, it says something about why why are they have having these magazines on the table? Uh, why is this person behind the desk uh, talking like this? And why have they chosen her or him? What's on the walls? Uh, mm. What what are they? What do they want to be known uh, for? Uh, all of this you can you can tell a lot. I mean, you can also look at the ads in oh. the, in the newspaper, for mm. example. You can also say a lot about a, a company what they want to be known for by just by looking at that. And by starting training yourself, um, uh, I think you get better and better at doing that when you change job. And mm. if, if you work as a consultant, that you train up very very quickly to be able to see like below the surface of the. We've been talking about iceberg model, for example, mm. that you only see like the ten percent and what's underneath. And what you really want to do is to understand what's underneath and how do you do that. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you start talking to people, and you can you ha- also have to 
understand that when talking to people you start to interact and every every question that you you ask is also uh, an interaction mm. with them mm. and then you're s- suddenly part of their system mm. and you start to affect their mm. culture mm. by just being there mm. and uh, that's something that i can see happening right when you're out now with your clients uh, you go there yeah. and you start to affect them when yeah. working with them and you have to be very conscious in what way you want do you, do you affect them in the right way mm. or in the wrong way and what do you do Mm. So all of these things start, starting to, uh, to bit by bit being more, more and more conscious of how you uh, affect other people around you and how you can uh, work with that and mm. how people, other people affect you. Mm. Uh, the more conscious you're, about, you're, you're uh, around that, the, the better a leader you are, the better a change maker you are. Mm. True, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Good. <Yeah. laughs> I'm happy to hear Uh, what would you say that an innovative culture look like? An innovative culture, I think, is very it's it's a culture building on openness and trust. Mm. Um, if you come to a company and you can you can feel that it's people are allowed to fail, you're allowed to say whatever you want. Uh, I mean, <laughs> within limits, of course. Uh, that you're. You're there to develop together. When I meet managers, I often tell them that if you feel that your employees are leading together with you, then you're in a, in a good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't feel that, mm-hmm, then we have to work mm-hmm. <laughs> together to, to make you be there. And then you have to work with you as a manager and you also have to work with the group. Mm. When you feel in an, in an organization that everyone is like working to, towards the, the, the same uh, in, in the direction, And often uh, the case is that you don't know you don't know the direction. Maybe you know some somehow we're going this way, sort of, uh, but we don't know how we're going to there. Maybe we've been talking about the why, the strong why. Mm. Uh, we have a strong why in this organization, but what uh, we 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 have to change maybe mm. within two years uh, because we're disrupted by another company. Uh, and how then how becomes super important. So, uh, so how how are we going to understand what our why and what is? How are we going to work? Um, and I think more and more we we focus on the how. You can't only focus on the process. <laughs> Then you need mm. there, there has to be, of course, a, a balance. But uh, many times you just hope that it's going to go well. <laughs> you have no no real sort of strategy why you're doing it. Mm. That's cool. So openness and, and trust mm. and leading with your yeah. employees. Mm. And and focusing a lot of, uh, on the how. Mm. And make your own how, I think, also. That's, mm. I mean, if you can innovate how you do the how, then you're an innovative yeah. organization. Mm. What would be the first step as you, when you, if you come out and, and meet managers and they do not feel that they have this, what do you think is most important to do mm. is it possible to say that yeah i i usually start talking about ideas mm. uh, because that is so human it's a human need to come up with ideas we do that all the time and uh, the question is how do you take care of ideas and how you how do you ask for ideas you you get what you ask for as a manager if you don't ask for ideas you won't get any mm. uh, but when you ask for an idea how do you do that and um, how do you take care of the ideas that come up And I think uh, organizations that are good at that, we are in, in Sweden, we are one of the most innovative countries in mm. the world. We are, we're so highly ranked. 
and we're really good at being creative. But we're, uh, we still have some, some work to do uh, with implementing uh, new ideas and new innovations uh, and new ways to do things uh, within our organizations. And um, mm. talking mm. about ideas, because that is sort of mm. something that everyone knows. Mm. And then, then when you start to think about, okay, how do we take care of these ideas? Why don't we do it? And if you, do, if you feel that you're not sharing ideas, why don't you share it? Mm. Uh, is it because of your position? Do you have enough um, uh, power or mm. mandate to do anything with your ideas <laughs> when you have them? Mm. Um, or are you, are you f- afraid that someone will steal it? Or mm. I mean, how do you share ideas together? Mm. Mm. Uh, will you own them together? Uh, mm. All of these things I, I think you really have to, to think about as a manager today because no company, no organizations will, organization will stay the same forever. We know that it's changing so rapid now uh, so that we, we will be nothing without our ideas. And if you don't have like a little bit of strategy around how, how to take care of, of uh, creativity in your organization, I think you will be very lost. Mm. Mm. Interesting. That kind of uh, brings us to to uh, the next topic that we wanted to talk uh, to you uh, about, which is leadership and leading in mm. in this world. And you already uh, talked a little bit about it, but we saw that uh, one of the topics that you um, on your LinkedIn that you're like expert in is digital leadership. And I was I just became curious about how is that different, like uh, mm. leading in a digital world from. The analog world, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> typical world. Yeah. Traditional. Yes. Or is it different? Mm, uh, when, when I write digital leadership on LinkedIn, uh, for me, that means more of um, how do we lead in this digital age mm. than like being online, leading online. Yeah, um, that's what I meant be- as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, because like, of course, we can use Slack and we can use all different things mm. to make connect and talk. But to me, digital leadership is very much like, okay, what do we, what do we need to know? What, what leadership do we have to have to, to do this move that every organization needs to do these years uh, that we have like right now, two or three years where the digitalization, this transformation is going to happen. In three or four years, most of us will be out on the, outside, the other side. Mm. And then maybe it's something else is going to happen. We don't really know that yet. I think it's very... Uh, I love to, like, in in the evening, I started thinking, okay, what's going to happen in five years? Mm. Where are we going to be then? What do we have to do then? But r- right now, I think um, you have to uh, think about the future and how can we um, prepare our organization for this this big leap that we have to do. And we are not very prepared. Uh, we have uh, organizational mindsets and leadership mindsets that is still very much traditional. And we hope very much still that we don't, we won't have to do this change. Mm. But I, I don't think anyone will be uh, left <laughs> alone because I think everyone has to do this. Mm. It very much has to do with, uh, I mean, changed value chains, changed business uh, models uh, changed um, we're changing the the competition is different because we have the global uh, um, markets and 
and and what we have to do is um, I, and we have the exponential technologies and uh, many managers right now are just feeling like I don't know, even know what this is about. I, I hear about blockchain and I hear about mm. about uh, AI and AR and everything and, and I, ha- I have no idea and I sometimes I don't even want to say anything that I don't know it because wh- what will that uh, say about me and my mm. organization? So it's um, something that we have to like look upon, uh, look at together. And uh, my best uh, tip uh, is to befriend with young people who are really like born with this, mm. uh, who knows it and who understand it and have the right mindset. Uh, but uh, one a problem that I see uh, is that young people aren't really allowed to get into organizations right now and mm. positions that uh, are influential where mm. they can really help mm. <laughs> doing this leap. Mm. But we need them. Mm. And that's why I think it's so in- interesting to work with you and to see how can you really master <laughs> mm. the, the, this change and, and be part of it. Not only being like optional, <laughs> but being like in mm. the middle of it. Why do you think that is that, that young people don't get in? Is that also because of the culture? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, I think we're uh, one of the big dangers right now is that we won't recognize the competence when it comes into our office mm. uh, because it looks different uh, than we're used to. It talks different uh, than we're used to. Uh, they do different things differently. Uh, so we don't even understand it because we don't have the same references. And I'm working with these issues, but still I have sometimes trouble to uh, to to remember myself about this. We also talked um, a bit about uh, how different trends in society affect leadership. Does the way the world change also change the way we have to lead, like uh, related to these trends? Because uh, you mm, talked about yeah. mm. that they don't. Uh, if you don't know what it is, of course, it's a problem. But in what other ways do you think you have to keep up with the trends? One thing that I can see happening in organizations uh, when uh, within the digital transformation is that the power is pushed around uh, differently. Uh, different competences are uh, looked upon as more heavy than before. Uh, for example, I can see that uh, um, HR <laughs> and uh, com- communication are like viewed upon from CIOs mm. uh, as more important now than they were like five years ago, mm. because uh, right now we don't even we don't even really know what competence we're gonna need uh, half a year forward. Mm. Uh, so how do you then start? How can you work in a landscape that is changing so fast? As an HR mm. uh, manager, for example. Mm. And how can you um, support your CEO and your management team to, to take the right decisions then? And um, H&R um, uh, knows so much more than just recruiting and hiring people and um, wages and things. And they are also experts on groups mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and culture and how to make changes. And mm. so they become a very important advisor uh, to the management mm. team and to the CEO. More than it has been before, the changes are good because they they are needed and been needing for so long. And now the, this um, exponential technology and the digitalization mm. uh, is like pushing this uh, forward faster than it would have happened otherwise. Mm. Uh, 
uh, and also communication to be able to, to to do all these changes to be able to like sort of uh, okay this this was our business uh, model before and now three months later it's this we, we have, we're going to change okay how do we communicate that uh, within the company and also with outside so, mm. I mean so so all of these communication skills are so much more um, taken into account uh, than before because we really need them mm. now mm. that's one of the changes that yeah. uh, change the way you have to lead as well. Yes, you have to lead yeah. differently. And then then I think one of the, maybe one of the most important things are that the competences changes. And we don't re- really know what competence we need. Mm. So, but one thing we know is that we need change competence. Mm. We need people who understand change and mm. how to change things. I actually have a question that since we had our last module, which is called leadership, mm. and we mainly learn a lot of um, how to do the facilitation and how to influence the company culture, which is very strongly related to this module. Yeah. So I would like to ask you, where do you see the difference between facilitation and leadership? I would say there is no difference. Mm. Uh, I think if uh, to be a really good leader, in a digital leader... <laughs> Uh, you have to be a facilitator. You have to understand what it is and how to use it to make things going. Mm. You can't lead a, a transformation that involves so many people and so so many things if you're not involving people. I, I think co-creation, uh, facilitating and sort of cross-functions within a company is key mm. uh, if you're going to be successful. Mm. For mm. me, I mean, perhaps it's also because you um, have a very, like another view, because you work so much with leadership. But for me, it was to uh, understand that you facilitate other people to lead themselves as as yeah. well and not like, because I've seen perhaps leadership in the more, in an older way, mm. so to say, or more traditional way to like, okay, but then you are the one who decides what's going to happen or like mm. how we're going to navigate the uh, yeah. In the society, mm. but when you, I don't know. That's at least my my point of uh, view on it. That facilitation, then you help more other people to understand what they have to do to get forward. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And I think um, uh, I, I I both need uh, people are super skilled, super expert, uh, m- much deeper than before uh, mm. today. But I also need uh, generalists. Mm. who have the skill to facilitate a uh, process uh, like you've learned now. And this, I mean, and then part of it is li- like facilitating these experts uh, starting to talk to each other and share knowledge. Uh, that is one of the big challenges for a digital leader today. Mm-hmm. But I guess you also did a many facilitation towards different companies. So how do you see yourself as a leader I've been having management roles and then I have been, I think I've been appreciated as a very facilitating leader. Mm. And sometimes, um, sometimes that is super good mm. <laughs> because you need to do that in that situation. And sometimes you have to be less of a facilitator because the group maybe needs some more power or maybe a stronger opinion from the leader where we're going. But I think you will have to be able to switch and you will have to understand when to do what. To be really successful as a leader today, you have to do to be able to do both. Cool. 
as a last topic, we also wanted to touch upon uh, norm creativity because yes. I know that's something you've been working with mm. and uh, we had a lecture with you about this and it was at least for us a new concept. Mm. Uh, could you tell us a bit about what it is? Yes, I could. Um, norm creativity, I think, is uh, very interesting right now because um, many companies are trying to understand what their offer is going to be. Uh, what the business really going to be consisting of. And to do that, they have to sort of turn upside down all their, everything that they have uh, offering right now and to try to innovate new things and new products and, and uh, services. And by having a norm-critical perspective on their uh, designing new services and products, they uh, involve so many more perspectives than the usual ones of uh, what a customer is and what a customer wants and needs and that makes you as a company much more creative in and, and innovative in creating the new the new offers and the new your new products and services and uh, an example of uh, a norm creative product uh, is the Handwerks kilt can you help me translate oh it? i guess uh, and handyman, handyman uh, skirt skirt so, yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. the scottish kilt yeah. that you all right yeah it's uh, um, it, it was produced by blå kläder and designed by a, a man called marcus janke who is a design researcher and he's turning upside down i mean why why wouldn't a handyman be able to wear a skirt mm. sort of um, mm. and they and they're selling really good and it it's been on the market for a couple of years now another uh, norm creative product uh, is or a norm, way of of playing with norm creativity is uh, another uh, researcher called uh, Karin Ann Berger mm. uh, she made an exam project at uh, KTH where she designed a Bosch uh, drill mm-hmm. that looked like in design uh, as a stove mixer. Okay, which is, uh, uh, just a mixer, hand a mixer. hand mixer yeah. used in the kitchen, yeah. which is like blue and you know baby blue and white. Sort mm-hmm. of. So like a Bosch bar that was okay. baby blue and white yeah. and very you know feminine. And then she made a stove mixer uh, which looked like a Bosch uh, drill, okay. like mm. green yeah. and you know very heavy. Yeah. And this she she did because uh, she wanted to try what happens when you just switch yeah. uh, the design onto to products that are so much uh, aimed to towards a special uh, target group, namely men and women. Yes. And then what happens with you and uh, what other innovations uh, do you start thinking about when you see that? Because it's a very visual sort of experience mm. when you see it. That's really really cool. I. I mean, I I just think it's a good uh, way of thinking of like how you could perhaps, as you said, come up with a new, if you're going to have to change your company to like be in the future, like that's perhaps mm-hmm. a way to to understand what also is wanted out there. Yes, and, and uh, right now Vinova had, um, they had an offer where you can, they had a call where you could apply for uh, some some support to, to do processes that are both like with a, a norm critical in process but also that is aiming to to really like put on the market products and services that are norm critical mm. and uh, we'll see what they uh, uh, come up with uh, it's very I, i find many companies right now are very interested in this method mm. and are wanting to try it out what would the customer experience be in 
in our company uh, if we had a norm critical uh, or a norm creative approach. Yeah. Do you think it's a, like a sweet that Sweden is in forefront here? Because I tried to Google it in English and I didn't find exactly. anything. No, it yeah. doesn't ex- really exist anywhere else. Mm. Uh, well, well, it does exist, uh, but in different other forms. And uh, when I was um, head of uh, innovation management department at Vinova, we had been uh, Vinova had been working for a couple of years with gender critical mm-hmm. design. But uh, then we started up a new uh, research program called uh, Mångfaldslabbet, a norm-critical uh, innovation. Mm. And now there are 70 different projects uh, in Sweden uh, running, trying this out wow. uh, to make new products and services that are norm-critical. So I think it's, it's uh, I mean, it's growing and it's okay. to- to- totally new. <laughs> uh, and that's why I also think it's super interesting because mm. I'm interested in everything that is very far ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. I feel I feel like we could uh, talk about this forever, but I think we yeah. also have to, to start to round off. Yes, you should invite Marcus and Karin uh, to yes. interview them, I think. We were about to ask you who do you think <laughs> that we should bring for our next interview. Yeah, then I'd say you should you should bring Karin Anbayer who mm. who is she she just made her thesis uh, within this norm critical uh, design and she's so interesting. Uh, she has so many interesting views upon this. Mm. She's mind blowing, super cool. Mm. That's amazing. Should try to should get that. to talk to her. Yes. Uh, thank you, Clara. It's been <laughs> like a, a super super interesting. I think perhaps we should tr- make a, a check out. Exactly. Okay. Time flies. Yes, it really does in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a suggestion, Jenna? Yeah, I would suggest maybe we can talk about what uh, we bring with us from today's podcast interview as a checkout question. Yes. I can uh, actually start. You can. Uh, yeah, sure. Because I have one sentence when you when you said it, it just hit my mind when you said. Um, if you wanted to see if an organization is innovative or if they are changing, if they are positive towards changing, you have to see if the leader is having that attitude. Mm. That is pretty mm. important to me because currently I'm a student and I'm looking for opportunities and organizations to work with. And having this changing attitude is very, very important because a lot of companies, they are benefiting, they're making revenues, but they're not really making the whole organization improving because they don't have the changing attitude. And how do you see that? As a student, you don't really see that. But now I know you can see if the leader having that, if they, as long as they have that or that person has that, then it's a good sign. So that's what I bring with me today. Good. Cool. I will do that too. But (laughs) to add on, I also, uh, I want to dig further into this with um, norm creativity and read more about it and, and try to uh, talk more about it to make other people think about it because uh, I think there's like a lot of great things to be done there and like explore that topic a bit more. Check out. Good. I would love it if you did. Yes. Mm. I I'm I'm always struck uh, uh, about the um, how, how important it feels to talk about this uh, and how much it is part of everyone's life culture and the leadership and uh, if the culture isn't good <laughs> where you are or isn't supporting what you're there to do uh, it's almost impossible for you to do it, do it. Mm. 
And uh, I think that you and other well, other change agents and managers out there uh, really should learn and try to understand even more about it. Uh, because the more we understand, the more we're interested in what's happening between us and around us and why we're acting like we do, uh, the easier it's going to get for us. Sometimes we're doing things more difficult than it has to be. Uh, and I, of course, that's that's re, that's um, relevant for a, any relationship. Mm. <laughs> But right now we're in a working place uh, talking about that. Mm. Um, so talk more about leadership. I, I can tell you that I actually, um, I, when I, I wrote a book called Chef Can Do Själv in 2010, and I've been out talking about that book and what it's about change competence for for a while. And uh, I always used to ask the groups, the managers, when I meet them, how many of you in this room talk about leadership on a management level in the daily work? And it's like only five or ten percent in every group that are really talking about leadership. So the question is, how can we change companies or organization if we don't even talk about leadership? So we need to talk about it more. So I'm very happy cool. to come here. Amazing, thank you. And um, finally, don't forget to uh, follow us on uh, our Instagram, HyperTalks. Uh, And thank you so much to Beppo Studios for hosting us here again. It's uh, a great studio. And thank you, of course, Clara, for coming and taking your time. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.